Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Robert Harvey, Library Systems Manager with the Fairfax County Public Library. We're talking today about the library's expansion and replacement of several important technologies and platforms, including ILS, which is the Integrated Library System, or simply called Catalog, if you will. Robert, thanks so much for being here with us on the podcast Thank you for having me, Jim. Absolutely. A lot to get to. So, man, where do we start? Technology, library. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, uh, it's... Library can't operate without technology. Library can't operate without technology. A lot of people think that it's um, that it's just books, but there's a lot of technology behind it. Uh, one of the biggest things that we deal with in the library system is um, the uh, the technology or the software to make sure that all the books go out to the right people, that they come back on time, mm-hmm. that we have all their account information updated properly, that we know what books are in our system and where they are at any given time. And so that is the ILS or the Integrated Library System. Uh, we have roughly 400,000 cardholders in our system wow. in Fairfax County, and we have uh, uh, approximately 2.1 million items. So it's a lot to keep track of, wow. and it's a, a big system. And we are, uh, for the first time in 18 years, we're replacing our system completely. Wow. First yes. time in 18 years. 18 years. Okay. Uh, so we're going to a brand new system. We're very excited about it. Uh, we'll be going live uh, to the public on November 13th. Mm. Okay. And uh, as you can imagine, there's a lot of moving parts that we're trying to make sure that we get all right so uh, nobody's inconvenienced too much. And uh, we've got some new features coming out that we're mm-hmm. really excited about. And we've got some things that will be happening um, before November 13th that okay. we're uh, trying to get everybody prepared for. So well. we'll we'll dive into some of those new features. But I just want to preface this by if you're listening to the podcast after November 13th, maybe you're already enjoying the, the new platform, the new, the new catalog, <laughs> the new system, if you will. But uh, a lot to talk about. So the catalog system or catalog, as we called it, the integrated yep. library system, ILS, this um, – Workhorse uh, yes, technology yes, that's the brain. Kind of, yeah, kind of behind the system, kind of handling the the four hundred thousand card holders, the two point one million items, making sure they go where they're supposed to, the holds are placed accordingly, and all that exactly. kind of thing. Was that uh, like one software technology thing that was purchased and bought, or was it like library put together a bunch of stuff over the years, kind of making it to what it sure. is today? It's actually it is actually a, a one technology product that we purchased, um, and uh, we've we've made we've made changes to it, mm. we've made upgrades. We have some other systems that complement it um, as things evolve in, mm-hmm. li- in the library world and new technologies come about. Uh, one thing that's changed drastically since we started started this system uh, way back in about 2002 is uh, e-books and e-audiobooks. Nobody even thought about those back then. And so now it's a major component of what we lend to our customers. And uh, that's one thing in the new system. We'll actually be able to integrate those in. Um, So we we usually refer to it as a catalog because that's what most customers see. Hmm. There's software that the staff use that customers never see. um, But the customers really, they day in and day out, they use the catalog. That's where they do their searches for items. That's where they look up their account to renew materials, to place holds, as you mentioned. All that is done through the catalog. So it's it's easy for us, for the customers, to just reference it as the catalog. Hmm. And, you know, our hope is that uh, when we change this, there's not going to be um, too many negative impacts and there's going to be so many positives that it's really going to be a, an overwhelming uh, positive experience for customers who come in uh, day by day 
And uh, I think it's going to have more technology and features that people are used to on their day-to-day websites that they go to. Some of the Amazon and Google, some of those experiences are going to be more Mm -hmm. similar than what we currently have in our Mm -hmm. older software. Do we we call it catalog, referring back to the old library card catalog system? We do. That's that's where it all comes from. (laughs) Yeah, it all all stems from the card catalog. And... uh, uh, so you know we've got we've got people who have no idea what a card catalog is now, but we still use the term catalog, and uh, that's okay. Um, there's there's some there's all kinds of different uh, ways to refer to it. The the software vendors themselves call it a public access catalog, mm. and so sometimes you'll hear PAC, which oh, okay. is the acronym yeah, that they'll yeah, use yeah. for that. Um, but catalog, we've gone back and forth. It's funny, and all of our uh, talk about publicity to let people know what's happening and what's being affected, we keep going and trying to think up new terms for what people mm-hmm. call this. And catalog, frankly, okay, it's just, yeah. just the one that we kept coming back to. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So November 13th, yes. uh, going live on November 13th, uh, hopefully, if everything yes, all works absolutely, out. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We're looking good right now. All right. What's the one big thing, one major improvement, one oh, wow. difference sure. maybe? It could be just something that looks aesthetically different. Uh, what's the one thing that? So I think the one biggest thing. There, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of good things, but I think the one biggest thing. I think the one thing that keeps coming up in conversation after conversation is, as I mentioned, we do have eBooks and e audiobooks are a major component. Mm-hmm. Um, we get those through some different vendors, and the way it is now. You can look in the catalog, but you can't actually – you then have to go to another website to do everything that you need to do as far as oh, downloading yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. You have to go to different websites for different vendors. It's not really great. Uh, with the new system, the new catalog, <clears throat> Excuse me, you'll be able to go uh, to the catalog itself and from within the catalog actually download directly, nice. place holds through these different vendors that we have. As we add vendors, as we change vendors, um, it's, a, it's a changing market. We can just kind of connect them into the catalog. Right. And wow. so – What's really great for us is a customer can go into the catalog. It doesn't have to leave the catalog. So they can do all their searching physical materials, uh, digital materials all at once. I really think that's going to be one of the um, most positive features for our customers, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, the ones who use the the electronic resources. We think that's going to be really, really great. Um, That's probably the one that we mentioned over and over again. Well, I was going to say if you go shopping on any of the online sites like Amazon or any of the other online retailers, they want to keep you on their site. Absolutely. They don't want to make you go anywhere Retention else. Retention is so, key. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to lose people to other other things. And and I should just say there are some people um, that like our vendors' websites, and they'll still be there. They mm. can still go to them. Um, but, again, what we like is that you don't have to – you can see everything that we have to offer you in one place, and you don't have to guess where it might be and do all that. Just making so, it more convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Really, convenience is the key, and, and we know that – uh, people, especially around this area, are busy and they want to be able to do things quickly. Right. And we want people, we want all of our uh, Fairfax County uh, customers to be able to take advantage of our collections and what we're getting for them. Okay. Uh, not that we're ranking them here, but how sure. about a, an, another feature? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of do my own ranking because okay. I can't help it, but I'm going <laughs> to throw out the next one. Uh, the next one that I think is a very, very uh, cool feature that I think, again, will be very popular with people is auto renewals. So uh, if you take out um, books or CDs or anything from our library branches, uh, currently we have um, – you're able to renew things for, th- for three periods. And, but you have to go in and you have to – like when the item's coming to you, you have to make sure that you go in. Physically go in. Th- to... Not well, oh, okay. go into the catalog. Okay. But you have to make the effort to go in and actually gotcha. renew the item to okay. say, I want to have this item for additional time or return it. 
And if you don't return it, you you could get overdue fines and all that kind of unpleasant stuff. Uh, with this new system, and this is a trend that's kind of growing in libraries, um, we will have it set up so that if there is nobody waiting for the item, and hmm. if you have not reached your renewal limit of three times per item, it will just automatically renew at the time oh, that it's due. So it will go ahead and it'll say, you know, uh, I've got five books that are due today and nobody's waiting for them. I'm going to renew them for you. Okay. And I'll get an email or a text that'll say your items have been renewed for automatically for another period of time. And uh, we've seen this at other systems and the response from customers, is, as anyone can imagine, is positive. Okay. If a customer does not want to keep the item, they simply return it. They don't mm-hmm. need to keep the item if they don't want to. But it takes away that extra step of right. having to track your item and go in there and re- renew it yourself. And really, um, again, it's that convenience. We want everybody to be able to use the library without, you know, having a lot of hurdles right. that they have to uh, go over. But maybe it's a general reminder, too, that, oops, I, I forgot about that. Maybe I, I, I'm not going to be able to get to it. Maybe I should just go ahead and Exactly, and exactly. Down. We want to encourage that, too. And, and so, you know, we, we simply want everybody to be able to enjoy the materials on their schedule as they can. Right. There are materials that won't be able to be renewed because it's a, it's a popular book or it's a popular thing that has to come back, and that's fine. And I think you know people respect that and they understand how the system works and they'll take care of that. But if you have other items, you just need a couple more days or you can't quite get to the library to return it today, right. we'll take care of renewing it for you okay, and take so, that burden off. So your example, five books, but two of them there are people waiting for. So exactly. th- does that mean that three would be auto-renewed? And then what happens to those other two? Three would be auto-renewed, and uh, the other two, I would simply get a notice saying, sorry, we couldn't renew those items for you. Go ahead and return them as soon as you can. And then at that point, the customer can then contact the library branch, see what the next step is, or just return the items. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we've talked about uh, one of the major benefits, e-books, audio books, uh, auto renewals. What's next on the Robert Harvey (laughs) list? (laughs) The next next on my list is uh, the ability to create an alias or a username for our customers. So right now, the way that we interact with our customers is a 14-digit library barcode. Mm. It's a long number, um, and you have to type that in and a password on the web on the catalog to access your account. You have to present a library card to us um, to check out materials. What we're going to be able to do in the new catalog is, like, again, many other websites do, instead of having that 14-digit number, Mm -hmm. if you have a username or an alias that you use online, you can use that in place of the library card. Mm-hmm. So again, that's something that you can put in nice. there. You can save. It's easy to remember. Right. It's not all these these weird digits. We're still asking that people bring their library cards to us in person when they come in to do business in the library because okay. we okay. will still need the library card there. But it's a way, uh, especially with because so many people are using the catalog and using it from different devices and using it from different places where they might not have their library card handy. Right. Yeah. Once you have your username put in. You it's kind of no hard trouble. to remember seven eight seven two four eight seven twenty nine fourteen whatever. Exactly. Uh, I will tell you a fun fact: almost all library staff have their library cards memorized. So oh. just about any any library person that you pass on the street, uh, if you want to quiz them on what their library card number is, they will probably maybe that's the reason I'm off. not a library person. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think that's another feature, and that'll be available on day one on November thirteenth, wow, two thousand nineteen, okay. where okay. somebody will be able to go in there and set up a new Create username for username. themselves. Okay. I think that'll be another popular one. Um, right. I'll just. Yeah, well, I just want to remind our listeners that we're talking with Robert Harvey. He's the uh, library systems manager with Fairfax County's Public Library, and we're talking about the catalog, the integrated library system, that electronic brain behind everything that uh, keeps the library running. And uh, it's being updated with a new system, what, first time in, what did you say, 18 18 years? 18 years. years, And we're we're running down Robert's top whatever (laughs) list of of great features. we got a couple more. New improvements. uh, E-books and uh, audio books going to be now on the same 
platform, the catalog, if you will, auto renewals. We talked about a big one and just now heard about creating that alias or username instead of having to remember that long library card number. So what's what's number four on your list, Robert? So, yeah, number four, um, the searching. The searching in the catalog is going to hmm. be much improved. Uh, one thing that, that we've got on the, the legacy system that we have now is um, a lot of the searching uh, standards that have evolved. Again, I'm going to keep going back to this, but Amazon and Google where they can do, they can really kind of predict what you're searching right, for right. even before you know sometimes. Uh, we're going to see more of that in the catalog. So, um, a, 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 you know, a fun example that we like to do in, in the library is uh, It by Stephen King. Hmm. If you type in It in our current thing, it matches a lot of titles. And so it isn't smart enough to know that you mm. really want it, the book. Right. It'll include every variation of it. In the new system, you'll really be able to type in it as a title, and it by Stephen King is the first hit. Wow. Um, and that's a huge thing, because we know that there are customers currently that get frustrated because mm-hmm. they can't find a book. They may think we don't have the book. They may think that we have to, haven't ordered the book, but it's simply just buried in a bad search. Mm-hmm. And with the new catalog system, uh, I, the searching is so much more improved. Right. I think we're going to really see, um, again, especially for people who use it regularly or people who use it uh, for the first time, something that you'd expect when you go to any other website now. Right. You, you know, don't, you it's, don't it's a very have smart to search. know how to search. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sometimes in the old system, you have to have some uh, librarian right. you know, history <laughs> to know how to make a search. And put we don't a, want that. Put a comma there and it'll come <laughs> exactly, up for you. Right exactly, yeah. use these search terms. Okay. And we really want it to be um, easy and simple for everybody. And I think that will be something uh, that they will see. They, I know that that'll be something that they'll see and we're excited about that. Okay, what's uh, next? The last one um, that I'm just gonna throw out here, not to say that's the last thing that we have to offer because there's many other things that I think people will find and enjoy, but uh, responsiveness of devices. So um, hmm. uh, user responsiveness, uh, uh, responsive design. So really what this means is if I'm on a 32-inch monitor lo- at, at home at my desktop looking at the catalog, mm-hmm. I can see all the features right. and all the bells and whistles. So on the current system, if I take it down to my iPhone, I lose a lot and mm-hmm. it's really hard to navigate. And it's just not made for that iPhone experience. The new catalog is uh, responsive design. So no matter what device I'm using to look at that catalog, it's going to scale itself gotcha. so that I can get the same experience or near the same experience mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. any device, no matter where I am. Um, so you have full mobility of it. Uh, you know, you don't need any kind of special apps or anything. But if I want to place a hold from an iPhone, if I want to place a hold from my, my full desktop, I can do it. And again, generally the same experience. I can do the same kind of searches. I can do the same kind of transactions without giving up right. when, when I'm on a smaller right. device. That's huge because yeah. uh, mobile is is huge. I mean, it, is, so it is huge. People so many people use their mobile device for everything, shopping, you know, you know, a phone is not a phone anymore. No, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's rarely a phone right, in exactly. a lot of cases. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know that I make calls as much anymore as do everything else. So. I don't, yeah. It's a full-fledged computer in your pocket. And so uh, we've been limited with our current catalog Hmm. and what people can do, and we hear that all the time. And so now we're really able to say, like, you can do everything you need to do on your phone. And, I I, again, that's going to be another one um, that I think is just going to be very positive for customers. Okay. So, uh, again, if you're listening before November 13th, the new catalog system is coming live on November 13, 2019. If you're listening after November 13, 2019, well, you're already experiencing it. but hopefully you'll continue listening to the podcast because we've got some more technology stuff we're going to yeah. talk about. But before we move away from the catalog, any final thought, any final word about the, the catalog and the improvement in the in Yeah, the actually, if I, if I could, what I will do, um, and again, this, is, uh, this will not mean much to you after November 13th, but I'd just like to mention a few key dates that mm-hmm. are going to be coming up for anybody who might be listening. Sure. Um, 
So in preparation, this is this is a pretty major move. So in preparation for a, a new system, we have to move all the data from our old system over to the new one. Oh, yeah, I know it's nothing. Take a couple hours. Yeah, right? two point one million eggs. <laughs> uh, nothing's going to get broken. So what we need to do is. Um, we need to stop a few things that our customers currently do and stop some activity so that we can make sure everything moves over successfully. Uh, so I'm just going to mention a couple of dates that are mm -hmm. coming up that, that would impact customers to some degree. On October 28th, uh, or starting on October 28th, 2019, uh, customers will no longer be able to place holds in our current catalog. And this is just to prevent... Um, holds are sometimes things that are, because they're so fluid in nature, that can get... Uh, uh, affected negatively during a transition. So mm -hmm. our vendor recommended that we stop holds. So mm -hmm. October 28th, no holds can be placed by customers until the new system goes live. Um, on November 7th through the 12th, uh, we will actually take down our current system and we won't have the new system up yet. So we'll have a period where we call offline. Okay. Customers will still be able to come into the library branches and check out materials. We won't be able to check in materials. Um, and we won't be able to have customers do account-related activities such as renewing materials online, mm. placing holds again. Um, a lot of searching is going to be impacted because we're going to be in this oh, in-between okay. state. So November 7th through 12th, we're going to see limited services for customers, limited website services and limited in-branch in services. So um, I just would ask anybody who's going to be with us uh, to, to be patient. It's all going to pay off after the dust settles. Right. Um, and then November 13th is uh, open. We'll be open to the public and okay. everything should be great. Um, I should also mention November 12th, we will be closed to the public. So we'll be closed for November 11th for Veterans Day and we will be closed an additional day due to the migration or the transition to the yeah, new system. Okay, good point. All yeah. right. So a big, long four-day weekend for yes, some, yes. but I'm assuming not you. <laughs> uh, no, I will, be, I will be tied up that weekend, but it'll all be worth it. Right. We're okay. very excited about it. Uh, interesting. Uh, one thing I did want to ask, uh, you mentioned about November 7 through 12, the limited services, the old system going offline. Uh, what about folks that have materials already out in due dates. And yeah, that that's, oh, thank you so much for mentioning that. Yes. So what we've been doing already is we have actually been um, modifying our due dates. Hmm. So people who have been checking out materials, I think for at least the last week and a half, are seeing longer due dates than oh, normal. Okay. okay. So what we want to do is we want to have nothing due during that downtime period. So we have, you know, nothing, nobody needs to worry about bringing gotcha. materials in. Um, so I think we've, we've extended all the due dates really out past about four weeks. Hmm. So uh, there shouldn't okay. be anything due until after the migration. And we won't be doing any um, overdue fines or anything during that downtime here okay. either. All right. Good yeah. point. Good point. Thank you. All right. A couple other things we want to talk about. Yes. Like if that wasn't enough, that's, <laughs> There's that's happening at the library. Uh, lending of laptops. Yes. So um, one thing that we've, that we've seen uh, within our library branches is uh, – uh, we have uh, we have approximately 400 um, desktops that we have for public internet use, hmm. and they're used. They're very popular. People can come in from the community and use them. They're they're available the entire time. The library branch is open uh, for people who may not have internet access at home or may not have computer at home, and. Um, what we've seen, though, is uh, as those get busier or we have periods of time after school, especially where they may right. get more crowded, we have people waiting. Um, what, we've, what we've looked to is uh, possibly having laptops that would be available in the branch. So instead of just having the wired desktops where we're mm -hmm. kind of anchored down and we have a, a fixed number, um, laptops using our in-branch Wi-Fi is something that we can make available to customers. They could go anywhere in the library that's comfortable right. to them and be able to get on a computer and not have to worry about waiting for a desktop. Right. And it's a way to quickly and easily supplement our collection of PCs nice, to people. Yeah. So um, 
We are working on a, a pilot of that, <clears throat> excuse me, and in uh, the first quarter of 2020, we should be offering that um, at several branches. I can't quite say what branches yet, but that's something that customers can okay. look for. And we're, again, that's another thing that we're just going to, we're going to see how it works. We're going to see that we know that there's going to be some things that we might have to adjust, okay. but we're, um, we're cool. hopeful that this will be a nice service for people yeah. who, you know, come in, grab a laptop, go wherever you want in the library, take advantage of our Wi-Fi. You'll be able to print wirelessly. Oh, nice. So just about anything that you need to yeah. do um, and just not being stuck at a, More a accessible, single desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and uh, increase the usage rate. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's really what it's all about is, um, you know, we know we, we still have in this area people who don't always have access to the right. Internet and computers. And so we want to right. make sure that that's available to them. Well, you mentioned a lot of kids probably coming in after school, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, library cards to school students? Yeah, is, library is cards to school students about? is a very exciting thing. So we've uh, we've been working with Fairfax County Public Schools. Uh, there is a program that um, that our library director uh, uh, implemented with the Fairfax County Public Schools called LEAP, and that stands for Library Equity Access Pass. Mm. And essentially the idea is that uh, for various reasons, um, people in the community, uh, parents, um, may not have their kids get library cards because there is the, the specter of overdue fines, right, lost books, right. things that they have to worry about. And for some communities, that's more of an impact than others. Mm. And so we're worried that not all uh, – kids or not all school kids are getting library cards and we know that that's very important for them to have access to the library we know how important it is for people to start reading at right. a very young age and to, we don't want anybody to miss that opportunity so uh, working with the schools um, we started with a small uh, group of elementary schools incoming kindergartners we assigned them all library cards right off the bat the parents have the opportunity to opt out if they don't want them to have a library card uh, and then we, what essentially what we did is we issued library cards to these three elementary schools, uh, kid, kindergartners. Mm. Uh, this year, we've actually expanded that. So we've issued about um, approximately 8,400 uh, library cards. Wow. And this is what's called the Justice Pyramid in Fairfax County Public Schools. Um, I'm not sure what all schools are involved, but it, it's the Justice Pyramid. So hopefully anybody involved in that is aware right. of it. But uh, again, it's about 8,400 students. They were automatically issued library cards upon enrolling in school. Nice. And again, the parents have the opportunity to opt out if they want to, but the students can come in. We, we look them up and we are able to check out three items at a time, no fines, no penalties. Nice. So again, no matter who you are, you're able to go in there and get it. They can also still get a regular library card and we'd love them to get a regular library card where they have a few more, gotcha. a higher limit okay. of items they can okay. check out. It does have fines, but again, this is a way to reach everybody. Next school year, we'll actually be expanding this to the entire Fairfax County public school wow. system. So approximately 180,000 library yeah, accounts. Yeah. So wow. it's great for us. We really, again, great we for just, the kids too. it's great for the kids. It's great for the schools. We want everybody to have a library card. Yeah. So anybody who's listening, if you don't have a library card, please come in and get one. They're uh, free. They're free. <laughs> they're free. And, and it's a great resource. And we've got a lot of great things. Um, it's not just books. There's all kinds of stuff that's happening at yeah. the libraries. Yeah. Okay. Just a couple of minutes left. I know yeah. we've got a couple more topics to talk about. Sure. Uh, one of the things was uh, some, something about space and Sherwood Regional Library. Yeah, this is another one that's, that's really good. And that's whole, that whole idea of it's not just books at the library. Uh, Sherwood Regional Library um, down uh, on South Route 1 uh, is going to be opening a maker lab. Um, oh, and yeah, so this is huge. first yeah, yeah first quarter of 2020. For anybody who doesn't know what a maker lab is, essentially it's just a space that has a lot of resources for people to do do-it-yourself materials and, and crafts and projects. And uh, we're going to make that available. 
Um, they're going to do a little refurbishment of the space to get it there for everybody. Sure. Uh, some of the things that we're going to offer will be sewing machines, jewelry making equipment, uh, robotics uh, things, wow, yeah. you know, a bunch of little electronic stuff that um, people can use. It's for all ages. It's not just for kids. It's for adults, teens, kids, anybody who wants to come in and use it. Um, we're going to have microscopes. We'll have all kinds of activities. We'll have people there that will guide you on how to use wow. the equipment. Um, one other thing that the Sherwood uh, Regional Library has, as as do um, several other libraries in our system, is a memory depot mm. where people can bring in right, right. Uh, their own media. So if you have some old uh, home movies on VHS, if you have uh, old photographs, if you have um, you know slides, That's you can bring slide. those in. You can get them digitized. So we've got that at our Sherwood Regional Library, our City of Fairfax Regional Library, our uh, Pohick Regional Library, George Mason Regional Library, and soon to be at Centerville Regional Library, hopefully oh, okay. uh, by mid-November of 2019. And uh, so those are some cool things yeah. outside of the books that anybody can come in and enjoy. Yeah. All right. Man, library. There's more more, than, going more than just a, a paperback or hardback book. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and we've been talking nothing but technology and every, with you. So, I mean, Absolutely. like it's – Wow. It really is something. something. So the new catalog system, again, try to recap some dates here. And if I get them wrong, you just jump in and correct me. But going live on November 13th, starting on October 28th, uh, with the old system still in place, no longer able to place holds, November 7 through 12, the old system is actually going to be taken offline. So it'll be limited limited services, really. Uh, But don't have to worry about the... uh, due dates or fines during that, that period. Absolutely. Those things have, have been kind of adjusted. Uh, the library is actually closed, as is county government, November 11th for Veterans Day. The library is actually closed on November 12th as you're getting ready for this launch of the new catalog system, which goes live November 13th. That's correct. Did I get it right? You got it right. Okay, man. I took good notes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Robert Harvey, uh, Library Systems Manager, Fairfax County Public Library, thanks so much for being with us, telling us all, all about this. Anything I didn't ask you, anything that you wish I had asked you, or any final thought about technology within Fairfax County Public Library? Yeah, all I, all I can do is I'm, I am a huge fan of libraries. I have been, and that's what uh, led me to my current work. I'm a huge fan of Fairfax County Public Libraries. I think we're just a great uh, resource for the people of Fairfax County, and uh, please uh, Come into a library and check it out. It, it may not be what you expect anymore, and there's and, there's a lot going on. So and, and come as, out and see us. And as we said, and I joke, library cards are free. So That's take right. advantage of those resources. Yes. Thanks All so right. much for having me. Absolutely, Robert. Thank you. And thank you, uh, listener, for being with us here on this edition of the County Conversation. Uh, if you want to learn more about the library, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov library. If you want to get more Fairfax County news and event information, just go to fairfaxcounty.gov news. You can also call 703 Fairfax. Facts. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.